Hey everybody, welcome to the Vet Tech Tap Room. This is our spin-off series from the Vet Tech Cafe. These episodes are live and uncut, discussing hot topics in our field, or talking about previous episodes amongst ourselves, and always highlight something positive happening in our profession. These episodes will be published as regular podcast episodes and will also be available on our YouTube channel as well. So get yourself a beer or a potato water and find us live on Instagram and join the discussion. Now if you'll excuse us, those are our beers the bartender is pouring. Caffeinators, uh, welcome to another episode of the Vet Tech Tap Room, where um, the episodes are unedited and uncut. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing is, is anybody's best guess. But uh, Dave, how are we doing out there? I know I've got a beer here. How about you? I've, I've got a beer here uh, called Oak Spire. It's, it's a bourbon barrel aged ale, which mm. you know I love my bourbon barrel aged yes. ales. Especially this time of year. Yeah. Um, I have a, a double dry hop, uh, Pliny the Elder, which Pliny is one of the like OG West Coast double IPAs, and this is the double dry hop version of it. It's incredible, and they only do it a couple year, couple times a year. Um, so, figured today was a good day for it. Uh, we got we got a couple things to talk about today. Yeah, um, we haven't done a tap room in a while. It's been yeah. You, you know, we were trying to do more of these, and I, I think we've. <laughs> we, I think we fell back in our old routine of of not doing it yes, as, as, not doing often as we it, thought. It's amazing so things are, just how, things are piling how fast up. Yeah. Things go. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so let's see here. Uh, you know, I think I think the the larger thing we're going to talk about uh, are going to be some of the goings on kind of on the national level. Yeah. But real quickly, um, you know, I wanted to talk to you about something. I texted you about this last night. I was texting with our good friend April Bays. She's been on the show before. Um, and we're all super close. And she messaged me yesterday that her daughter, um, who is, I believe, 18, um, is going to vet tech school. And, of course, you know, as we talk, the whole reason we have a podcast is some of us as senior technicians, I think, have a little bit of a skewed or a jaded view of the field and and we're always concerned about new people coming in and longevity and culture and toxicity and all of those things and so here she is now with with her uh you know with her daughter going to be starting out in the field and i i did mention to her i did ask her actually if it was okay if, if we talked about this on the tap room so so we're, we're good there keep everything um, above board yeah. yeah 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 for sure and but you know it, it, it's interesting because my response to her was that you know for young, for not young people, but for people just coming into the profession, no matter what age they are, I feel like there are more opportunities than there have ever been before. Uh, where it's not just, you know, I mean, for so many of us, for decades, many of us have been kind of beat <laughs> down in this field yes. in some way or another. But, you know, it was it, when you and I started and so many others, it was one clinic and that was like your career basically. And, and maybe you knew somebody at the local ER or, or what have you, that you could go pull some shifts there and then kind of work your way into these other things. But now with social media and the networking and everything that takes place, I feel like maybe in some ways younger people coming in might actually be a little bit better set up for success. I think the, the profession has changed dramatically, even though we still have a long way to go, but from, where it was when we started. And, and so, you know, it, it's, it, it was, it was a really interesting discussion because I, I, 
I completely understand where she's coming from and you and I are in the same place, but right. at the same time, I don't also want to project our view or, you know, our experience of the field onto somebody else and ruin it before they even start. Because <laughs> um, that, that would be so easy to do, right? I know, I know, right? And, and so, you know, and part of that podcast thing that you and I are doing, we've talked to some people as guests that are still fairly on the newer side in our field and actually have kind of that still bright eyed, you know, this is amazing view, which, which is, is still really refreshing. And, and so I, I don't know. I, I mean, I completely understand where, where April was coming from and, and her kind of her, you know, concerns and hesitations. And those are all very valid because that's, that's real. I mean, that's, that's, you know, so many yeah. people's experience, but you know, Again, I think, you know, her daughter might be starting in this field in 2023 or 2024, um, not in the mid-90s like so many of us did. And so, I don't know, it, it, was, a, it was a really interesting discussion, and I, I'd love to hear what you think about it, because it's, it's you know, certainly the, the concerns are valid, but also, you know, this idea of where things are now versus where they were when we started, it's, it's interesting to think about. Well, and and just just the the source, right? So April is is planning to leave the field. So you know, it's not right. like her daughter has this this rosy image of, right. of the vet tech field and thinking that it's so great. She's already got this thing of like, this is going to be tough and this is going to be hard. And you know, seeing what April had gone through with all her her struggles with the field, uh, is is that going to be the same thing for her and you know you talk about when we started versus now and i don't know if it's just because you know now we're doing this podcast and we're looking into all these different career options back when we started it was a job and we talk a lot about it's not a job it's a career but back then right it was jobs. It's a job it, it was a job plain and simple it was a job that that you could you could work and then you could leave if 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 that didn't work out but now I think in 2022, it, it's more we're trying to push it more towards being a career option as opposed to just a job to have. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was talking with Robin about this. You know, what what are her thoughts on that? And she says, well, it's different for techs versus vets because, you know, with, with her daughter, Ruby, she's like, I would never want Ruby to be a vet because the the debt to income ratio is ridiculously off kilter. It's a little, yeah. I mean, it's off kilter with, yeah. with technicians as well, but it's not quite the same. Um, right. You know, she brought up the example of some people that she knows that one of them is an internist. Um, one of them was working ER and they probably make two, three, four, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year mm -hmm. between the two of them. And they're spending two thousand dollars a month in debt payment. I mean, right. that's more than some people's mortgages. You know, it's, it's like, yeah. What, yeah. What's what's the point? Um, you know, right. with, with technicians, the the financial part of it, you know, obviously is there. Um, and and I think about, you know, like the the cap that you and I have hit at some point in our careers, where you know this is as much as you're going to make in this practice. Yeah. And you know, I think some of that is changing in our field. Some of that is changing now that we've got people that are willing to pay above what the market, what the fair market price is, even though it's not. Fair is probably the wrong term, but the the, right. the average market price. Yeah. Um, but you know, ten years ago, when I was making maybe twenty twenty dollars an hour, being fifteen years in the field, and, and twenty dollars was all I thought I could make. And yeah. you know, I th I think things have changed a little bit. But you know, as a, a young person coming in or a, a young technician coming in, you kind of have to 
be better about planning your career options to say, yeah. okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm going to make. How am I going to pay back my debt? How am I going to pay rent? How am I going to put food right. on the table? Um, you know, so many of us are still working paycheck to paycheck and, yeah. and not, not able to have that good life work balance that, that we're all hoping for. So, you know, yeah. cheers to her for going for it and, and pushing sure. through it. And hopefully she has a, a better understanding of what the field is than we did when we first started. Cause we were, I mean, we didn't know right. much, much else because right. Right. the internet wasn't, a th- I mean, the internet was there, but it wasn't, yeah. social media wasn't a thing. Um, you know, yeah. and, I, and I think now people are going to be more informed and, you know, hopefully she has a, a better understanding of what she's looking at as she gets out to the field than, than we did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think she'll be well set up too. I mean, you know, April's been a force in our field for a while. Um, you know, she's passionate about a lot of things. She's into a lot of things. And I, I think that, you know, she's found her voice in a lot of things. And I feel like, you know, that's that's exactly what we need is, is technicians coming in to be like, hey, no, this this is, you yeah. might do it this way, but this is not how you do it. Like this, this, <laughs> this, this yeah. needs to change if you're going to yeah. want to keep me around. So, so yeah, that yeah. Was a, it was an interesting discussion. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Caffeinators, if, uh, if any of you have, you know, friends or, or siblings or certainly, you know, sons or daughters that are just getting into the field, um, you know, let us know. Yeah, let us, let us know. Would you, of, would you recommend your child to go right, into this field? Yeah. Would you, would you, would you recommend your child, uh, be, becoming, you know, either a veterinary technician or, or a veterinarian? It's, it's interesting thoughts. So, yeah. um, let's switch gears a little bit. Yeah. We could talk uh, about after. this all day. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could. Um, so, <clears throat> couple things, uh, you know, recently, certainly, um, first was, um, kind of the announcement of, of NAVTA elections. And there's been a lot of discussion online about that. We'll talk about, and then more recently this week, um, came out with the, we both got it as an email, the, the survey for mid-level practitioner, which again, as, as Steven said in our recent interview with him, like that, that term um, or that title is just, I don't know. It makes it's cringy. Me itch. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, 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 we we got to come up with, with something else, but I, I don't know. Apparently our field's not good with titles anyway. So <laughs> uh, let's, let's start with first the, the election. Um, you know, what are you, what are your thoughts there? Well, the, the thing that, that gets me in, in, you know, we're, we're trying to be neutral here because we have we've had a lot of guests that are pro mm-hmm. pro NAFTA. I don't want to say anti NAFTA, but not necessarily pro NAFTA. Right. Um, we've had their presidents on. Um, mm-hmm. We're good friends with a lot of them. To do so. Hope to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening, we hope to continue to have you on. Um, but the thing that that bothers me the most is that the the nominations that were were given to. Um, Stephen and and Liz and Angela Rathman, like all those people were told that you were nominated. Who's been a, yeah, yeah. Who was a guest on our show too. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the thing that gets me is that like if you weren't going to allow them to be on the ballot, why did you tell them in the first place? That that's the, right. that's step one of of how like if they never told them that none of I don't think any of well it may have may have still gone down this path, but it would not have blown yeah. up like it has. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't understand the, the reasoning behind uh, saying you've been nominated and then and then turning around. What was it? One or two days later saying, guess what? You're not on the ballot. Um, so that's that's the first problem that I have with it. Um, the other thought is 
uh, I mean, we know Stephen and Liz. We, we're planning to have them on again mm-hmm. very soon here to talk about some of this stuff. They're very vocal. They're very opinionated. They're very outspoken, yeah. uh, which is exactly what this field needs. Um, Absolutely. Angela, uh, an- another friend of, of both of ours, uh, not out, not, not, not as vocal, not as opinionated. No, definitely a leader no, in our I mean, field. You, you, for sure. And for, you know, for her credentials and experience, and yes. anything, I don't think yeah. you could find anybody less, less controversial right. so, than, than Angela. So the, I guess the, I don't want to say the consistency, like the consistent consistency of, of these people that were told that they were nominated and then told that they weren't on the ballot. None of that kind of matches up. Um, and, you, and, you know, they, the, the, the CEO of, of NAFTA made a made a post about what their election process is, and I, I mean, I, I, executive I, director, executive yeah. director, yes, and I, I really don't think that did much to to save face for them. I, th- I think it only just made things worse. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, and and we've had Liz on a, a few times, and and you know, she's thrown out statistics of like I, I forget what the numbers are, like 120,000 technicians in the country, and they only have six to eight thousand. NAFTA members, so they're they're not really representative of the large mass of of technicians, and and I understand getting membership and getting all that stuff is is one of the hurdles that they have to go over. But I mean, they're not really doing anything to welcome people into this to this situation. Um, no, you know, I, I, I and I and I said this to you that you know we we said we said that Liz is not not somebody that we ever pictured going for an after board position. And, and I said, you know, she has a lot of ideas of how to make that organization better and what way to, what better way to do it than from the inside. And now, now that's not going to happen. So I, I think yeah. bringing these people onto the board and having them be as vocal and uh, as opinionated as they are would only drive up membership. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No? I, I think so. And yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think for me, what was most concerning, you know, more so in terms of the the response that um, I believe his name is Phil Russo, uh, the executive director, put on Facebook was, you know, how the nominating committee and how this is actually like kind of standard operating procedure for um, nonprofit organizations. And he posted a link that went to an article about this process and everything. And I, I read it read the entire thing cover to cover, and it, it for sure is. But the the problem or, or the point that I wanted to make was that nowhere in that discussion did it talk about these nonprofit organizations being membership organizations. These were organizations that are like, like charitable type of right, organizations right. that have a board, that have a mission, and they, get, they maybe receive donations or they receive funding, and somebody has to be a steward of all that money. And so that, yes, you absolutely want uh, you want to vet your board members so that board members that come on are aligned with the mission of that right. organization. That is not the case with this kind of thing. Um, I'm a past president of the California RBT Association. You've done state association work. That's not how these membership organizations work. You actually want dissent and discord and discussion um, that's really the only way to move things forward. And, and I, I truly think, and, and I really wish we had data on this, and I, I know that it doesn't exist, but I really am curious. You know, I want to say like 2015, 2016, I feel like there was a high level of support for the VNI, for, yeah. for the title change, 
for a registered veterinary nurse, the whole thing, I would probably put it above 75 or 80% in terms of our field wanting that to happen. Yeah. In 2022, I doubt it's, it's, I doubt it's above 50%. I'd be surprised if it's above a third. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, like they, their level of support for this initiative has fallen off, not because the initiative has changed. Right. What they're doing, right. like how they're how they're actually doing it or going about it, is is particularly concerning. And I, I think this this whole situation, the optics of it, are just terrible. And they're uh, uh, they're. None of this is going to do anything to gain them new members. And as you as you alluded to a moment ago, it, that membership, that number is what's actually going to drive change. Like if they want to, to pursue the VNI, they need to have a membership of, you know, not necessarily 100,000 technicians, but they need to have a membership of 75 or 80 percent of our profession that are members that are paying members yeah. and that are actu- actually in favor of this. And they're with these kinds of scenarios, they're they're I feel like only making the divide greater. And, and that, that reply, the, the response that the ED put on Facebook was just like, for me, it was completely tone deaf and yeah. missed the mark. And like, it was an explanation of their process, but it really only made things worse. And it probably, raise more questions well, it's, than actually And it's almost answer. like saying, it's almost like saying, this is how we always do it. And, 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 right. and, and I don't know what, what happened now, <laughs> one now, of the, now that we've one got of the people that are, of veterinary medicine yeah, trying to change. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just, just saying that, Oh, we've always done it this way. Well, like how many people in past years have been left all the ba- off the ballot that, that deserve to be on there. Right. Um, and, right. and I, I get that, that Stephen and Liz probably don't align with all of the, um, mission statements of of NAFTA, but I mean, they they're struggling and they need they need help. They need people that yeah. come in that have opinions yeah. that are gonna rock the boat. And what two yeah, what sure. two better and, people than Liz and Stephen to go in and rock the boat, right? Right, absolutely. Well, not only that, but like actually get a whole segment yeah. of the profession that actually like that that frankly currently. Previously and in the future, the NAFTA board will never have access right. to. Like, you know, if anything, the NAFTA board historically has been too quiet, too, I don't know if secretive is the right word. They haven't been out there. They haven't been loud enough. They haven't yeah. been all of these things. And, and Stephen and Liz are very active in myriad Facebook groups, administrations, organizations, academies, all the things. Like, their their networking is unparalleled yeah. in our yeah, field exactly. and like and again but again like you have to be willing to basically unzip your fly and have these difficult conversations and like say like look you know what we welcome this and like this is still our mission this is still what we want to do but maybe you have some good ideas yeah. about how we can get back on track i you know it, it, when i think about carfta and what have you like if somebody's frankly, we're just overjoyed when anybody is nominated to be a board member because we are always grappling for right. for help and interest in a in a you know um, volunteer membership organization. But you know, there, there's absolutely no way we would ever say you know if they meet the if they meet the requirements, 
there's nothing, yeah, nothing like, we're not going to yeah. keep somebody off a ballot. I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. And, and I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes in the future. Um, I know there's a petition circulating online about trying to get the, the, uh, the ballot change, the election yeah. postponed to, to have some discussion about this. We'll see. And, and I know they're having what a, the next steps are they're having some type of uh, <clears throat> town hall meeting, I think for, for a town members, hall. Um, that, that was posted, yeah. which, I mean, if you're if you're right. an AFTA member, definitely join that because yeah, I, I I was just gonna say like no matter your viewpoint on any of these topics or subjects or NAFTA or the Vet Tech Cafe or any of this, if you are a NAFTA member, join, do what you can do to what make your saying, voice yeah. be heard. Get your get get your questions in. For by all means, vote. Um, you know, Becky Mosser is running for president. She's yep. been on the show yep. a couple times. She's amazing. I think she will be an excellent choice. Frankly, I also like Aaron Spencer is a member yeah. of our academy. I have nothing but the utmost right. respect for her. She's also been a um, you know a guest on our show previously. Um, I, I just wish that there were you know we just had general election here in the United States. I think for the governorship in California, there was fifty people on the ballot. Wow, like. How many people are nominated? Yeah, put them on. Put them on the damn yeah. ballot and, and let your membership decide. And um, so, you know, it, it's it's always difficult because the the incumbents, the, the people on the board making these decisions, like we know them all, like the people that were nominated and left off. We know them all. It's it's a really difficult, sticky situation. But we, we just got to figure out a better way. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, we're, we're talking so, about this as a national organization and – you know, with with the numbers that that I threw out there, I don't know how accurate they are, but they've got five percent of the tech population, right? How are they a national mm-hmm. organization mm-hmm. when they only have five percent of the right. population? That <laughs> right, it just doesn't make any sense. Right, right, yeah, and yeah. So, uh, just further evidence of of a lot of yeah. work to do in our profession in 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 so many ways. Um, and now, um, you know, more recently. They put out the survey. Uh, I took it. Yep, I think yep, you did, I did as well. well. Um, on basically the idea of the mid-level practitioner. And, and we actually talked with Stephen a lot about this in our most recent episode. So if you're not up to speed on what the idea of a mid-level practitioner is or, or what have you, you can certainly kind of listen to that episode for some more discussion about it. But, um, you know, certainly I had heard, uh, you know, about credentials credential technicians and this being a, you know, kind of a intermediate step between a credential technician and a veterinarian. I was very surprised to see in this survey, the option of like an advanced degree, but not necessarily a credential a, technician. A science degree? That's, that's Is actually that what they call it? A science, a science degree? degree, I think. Yeah. And, and that's actually the first I've heard of that being mentioned as a potential pathway. Now I know obviously those universities, uh, like LMU, has the right, the master's degree, you know, yeah. new degree program. Yeah, you know, and there's there's other, you know, Missouri has a master's degree program. So I know those are out there. I guess maybe I was all maybe I'm naive here or mistaken, but I was always under the impression you had to be a credential. That's technician. always been my question: like, who who are we putting into this role? Are we putting CVTs or RVTs or VTSs <clears throat> in this role, or are we putting people in that that have no experience in in clinics? And, right. you know, this is right. the first exactly. option that, ha- that has answered that to say, what if it is them? Because I, I answered no for all of that. Because... Right. Oh, heck yes. Heck yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That should never even be a considered. Like, sure, if you have a master's degree in some 
form of veterinary medicine, um, I'm, I'm assuming you have worked in clinics and you have done, you have your AAS and your BS and you have all of these other steps before you get to that point on the ladder. And, you know, you are well-versed in the field and you could do these things, but if it's just a standalone program and somebody comes out with a master's degree and they're going to be this mid-level practitioner, Oh, there is nobody. And also we have to, you have to back up because, you know, we're training these people for this mid-level practitioner role that does not exist yet. (laughs) So we're 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 training people for, uh, uh, life on Mars when we haven't actually sent a person to Mars yet, you know? Right. 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 And we have seen already with, with the VNI the last several years, just how difficult it is or not even the VNI. Let's put that aside. Um, States that have gone from say CVT to LVT or RBT to LVT or something like that. Like you have to go into the practice act. You have to like, this position has to be created on a legal, from a legal standpoint, like, it's not just the wild, wild west where you graduate this person and they right. go into a hospital and they can do these things just because the veterinarian is comfortable with it. Like that's still a right. position that does not exist on paper in statute I mean, anywhere. To um, your point, they, VTSs have been in existence since what, 1995? And we are only in two states practice acts. Correct. Yeah, exactly. And, and if there is a mid-level practitioner suited person or position or credential it's the vts they already have advanced training skill yep. and knowledge in their particular discipline frankly um i well, don't then, know so much to, in, in terms of ecc but but then then to, to look at the 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 person that's going to be um using that you know if we take a cvt or an rvt or an lvt out of the rotation of an already depleted um uh workforce then we're we're doing that thing where we quote unquote rob peter to pay paul yeah right right and you know certainly with with some of the disciplines of ets i don't know if it's as maybe as universal with ecc or or maybe even im but certainly like if you're in one of the you know like uh, maybe exotics or maybe in cardiology or neurology where you're a VTS in that very specific discipline working one-on-one with one board of diplomate of that same discipline, you are probably going to be doing already a lot of things that a right. mid-level practitioner exactly. would be doing. You know, as a, as, a, as a VTS ECC, I might work with six or seven different ER veterinarians or maybe some specialists. A couple or three of them use me as, as to the maximum of my credential those, though, that haven't done a residency and haven't worked with VTS before have no right, idea what I right. can do. And so they don't know how to utilize me appropriately. But I think some of those other disciplines you certainly could be. Why not utilize a credential that already right. exists? And the reason why, Dave, in, in my mind, is that because there is no formal education, there is basically no school that exists that somebody can make money <laughs> off of. Yeah, that's that's the difference. There is they, they cannot create an, a degree or an academic institution that they can make money off of to then pump these yeah. people out and put them in this position. Um, it, and I, I don't. I, there, to me, there's no other reason to not right. use the BTS right. as that role. Because otherwise, I mean, what, what's so, the point of us going through all that studying and working on those skills right. and and, do, and working up all those cases if if right. I mean, if, if if they want somebody that's going to be able to step into that role, why are they not even 
it, it doesn't make sense to to just have us and say, well, that's great, but we're not going to use you. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna right. bring somebody else right. in. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's and, and yeah, and and there there are so many things. Well, and not only NAFTA about. sent that out, but the AVMA sent out that that um, survey as well. Um, it's a little bit different, and and yeah. Robin said, "Hey, can you help me fill this out because you you've got a better pulse on what's going on with the technician industry." Um, so I helped I helped her fill that out and gave her some some points to to put in hers. I, I don't know if Molly got her got one from the AVMA. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. I don't know yeah. if she's filled it out. Though, it, I mean, it's only it was only a couple of questions about but, it, but you know, just being able to to say yeah, the you know the things I've already said today. Um, on on right. Again, we're we're training somebody for a position that does not exist. Right, exactly. And 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 again, any of you that are listening, if you are NAFTA members, make your voice be heard. Take the survey, attend the town hall, uh, ask your questions, get your points in. Because if they just have you know a membership of six or eight thousand, or even if it's fifty thousand people who just attend and sit there and stare blankly and don't ask questions or don't raise points or what have you, then they're going to assume they're on the right track and make your voice be heard and, and definitely vote in the upcoming election. If, if it does happen as planned, if it, you know things don't change with the with the petition and I just don't see that happening anyway. Well, I, I think, um, I think with all the, the social media attention that this has gotten, I, I'm pretty sure that's going to be well attended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. Maybe be, um, maybe be some non-members attending. Be, maybe, maybe. Um, but I would be I would be very surprised if you know with the circulating petition because I've already seen it kind of drop off yeah. even in the last few days. Um, I, I would be very surprised if they do anything to oh, the yeah. election. Yeah, you know, in terms of delay it or or what. I don't foresee so, anything like that changing. Um, you know, though. we have our right. We have the nominees that are on the ballot. Uh, you know, do your research. Um, look into all the candidates and, and make your voice be heard because, again, that's the only way we're gonna we're gonna get this. Educate thing. yourself. So, yeah, for sure. Um, what else, Dave? I mean, it's I'm, coming up on, uh, on holidays. Yeah, um, Robin's working, so I'm I'm uh, I'm gonna be driving out there on on Christmas Eve to a a, a real fancy place. Um, and they have a dress code and I was Ooh. like, so this is a good hoodie restaurant. And she's like, no hoodies. I'm like, it does not say hoodies are banned. <laughs> it just says you can't have stuff with, with lettering <laughs> on it. So I'm going to, I'm going to push the boundaries there. Um, but I'm going to go. Just put a piece of tape <laughs> over your vet tech cafe yeah. logo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, that's what we're doing for Christmas. And you know, we, we've, we've talked about, cause we're not, as you know, we're not very big Christmas fans. Um, so uh, mm -hmm. Robin has offered mm -hmm. to work Christmas the years that we don't have Ruby, um, which I am perfectly fine with because I'm I'm happy to just tend the farm and uh, drive out and spend some time with her. You know, it's a it's a bit of a drive to get out there, but it should be fun. Um, mm -hmm. And then yeah, uh, sure. I think she's also working New Year's Eve as well. Oh, she is because I'm because she's working New Year's Eve. I decided I would I would pick up an on call surgery shift. Uh, and maybe spend New Year's Eve uh, in the middle of a surgery. So who knows? Um, of course, but, of course you will. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it'll be fun. And the in the the years, I think the years that we do yeah. have her, we're gonna go uh, try and like go somewhere exotic for like a vacation to have that be our Christmas gift to the family. Yeah. Which 
takes Absolutely. all the shopping. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes the shopping out of the the immediate family out of the picture, but I still have to shop for my family and you know other people and all that stuff. But yeah, 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 yeah. for sure, for sure. How are things going out there? What do you What are you guys up to? I know. Are you, are you decorated already? Uh, oh yeah, we, we've we, been decorated since decorated. November first. Uh, the three you? of us have coat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. We waited till after Thanksgiving. Um, but the three of oh, us good. have COVID, uh, so that <clears> sucks. Um, yeah, so we've been basically bouncing viruses back and forth between the three of us, I feel like, for yeah. a solid six weeks now. We've all had the flu. Daphne's had roseola. I'm pretty sure I had RSV. Um, Daphne and I tested positive for COVID this past weekend. Now Molly, she hasn't tested, but she lost her sense of smell. And so she's got it, too. Yeah. Last night or the night before, so she's got it, too. But... She's in a stretch of days off anyway. She's oh, that's good. Off that's for like good. A ten day run, so it 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 kind of fell yeah. at a good time, I guess. Um, but we're actually all feeling yeah. otherwise okay, um, and you know, so we're just resting and doing what we can there. But um, hopefully, this will be the last thing, and by the time yeah. Christmas comes around, um, we'll uh, we'll be healthy. We're both working Christmas. <laughs> yeah. so kind of a bummer, Daphne is splitting the day between grandparents because I'm working from home and, and Molly's working. I think she works Oof. day shifts. So we got to drop her off at one grandparent in the early morning and then they're switching her in the midday. And then I got to go pick her up when I'm done with work. So that's you kind can of have Christmas downer. on another day um, though, right? We'll have to work her first Christmas. Yeah. She's, that's exactly she's not going to know the difference. She's not know the difference. <laughs> Um, but we are both off on New oh, Year's Eve and good. New Year's Day, which I actually really like. Um, I mean, I love college football. Oh, so yeah, I love yeah, to yeah. Just watch college football all day on New Year's Day. But uh, but I love staying up late on New Year's and the idea of, like, you know, starting over and all that. So uh, I, I love New Year's a lot. So I'm, I'm Christmas is always a hard day to get off anyway. But frankly, nobody ever yeah. wants New Year's off. So I, I oftentimes will say, like, I'll take New Year's off yeah, instead, of, yeah. instead of Christmas. But um yeah so here we are um otherwise yeah so we've got yes. some great episodes uh, coming up um we're doing something special for we've got another episode i guess really when this releases another episode amy's that came out episode yesterday. that i have to finish editing <laughs> um amy, amy's episode yep um yeah but, uh, it's pretty she's awesome amazing. I, mean, I mean amy she's so, so amazing and it was such an yeah. entertaining episode we really hope you enjoy that one um, we've got something special planned for Christmas. We're, um, I think we're kind of doing a hybrid tap room, uh, cafe. Tap room cafe episode that, but it'll actually be a tap room episode, um, with, uh, with some special guests, um, that'll release actually Christmas day and some cool stuff coming in the new year. So yeah, we got, we yeah, got some, stuff, we had, and we've got a couple other good ideas. Um, somebody emailed us yesterday about a good idea that we'll, that we'll be mm-hmm. talking about, which I think is going to be great it's something yeah. we haven't tapped into yet um we yeah. have the guy from yep we're, we're working yeah, on another international yeah. that's going to be a good one guest. Um, um, it's, it's all, you know people have said oh you you need to do more international stuff and we're like we would love to we just have to find the people and this we, this guy yeah, this guy that we're, we're talking to he'd never heard of us before so um hopefully that'll be yeah. you know a good way to expand our our reach you know if, if he shares on his social media that people will find out find out about us in the uk that mm-hmm. haven't found out about us yet so um i think that'll be a great one I, yeah i'm really yeah. excited to talk to him um and then what else do we have yeah for Is sure that it? that's all we can tease let's, let's let's tease it just a few <laughs> yeah that, yeah 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, and we're going to be talking about March or April episodes, and we've got yes, yes, yes. between now and then. So, <laughs> all right, caffeinators. Well, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tap Room. Um, we hope you're enjoying a wonderful uh, adult beverage. Um, and if not, um, we hope you have a great holiday season. Um, you know, it can be a rough time of year for a lot of people. So, um, you know, hope you, if, if you fall in that category, hopefully you get through it okay. Um, definitely reach out if you need any any help or community or friendship or what have you. Otherwise, if you are working the holidays, oh, yeah. much mm-hmm. respect to you. Um, we both we both still do it. Well, sounds like we'll both be working. <laughs> At um, some point, yeah. Totally get it. It sucks, but... Here we are. So, uh, you know, season's greetings. 